Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I was gravitating to men for the wrong reasons. Maybe just accepting that any attention is good attention or just having a guy was better than not having one. That- First boyfriend I was with for three years from high school to the end of high school. And he was a professional cheater and liar. Then my next boyfriend of two years was a professional cheater, liar, and alcoholic. Then the one after that was just really high and low. I think he was bipolar. He was just really erratic. And that was a lot of emotionally just highs and lows and stalking and what have you. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls. And the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives and that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you you, what makes you the absolutely unique human that you are. Stories are medicine for the soul, they can connect us and they can change the world and so in this podcast I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story, what happened to them, how they got through, 
and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey, my beautiful friend, do you suffer from depression? Symptoms of depression are not always obvious. You might feel constantly tired. You might be low in energy, low in motivation. You might have constant feelings of anxiety or worry, feelings of sadness or feeling constantly guilty about everything. If this sounds like you, take a look at Destroy Depression. It's a treatment plan that works regardless of your symptoms or your age. It's a totally drug-free, straightforward plan that explains everything you need to know about eliminating depression step by step. Destroy Depression helps you dominate your depression. It helps you take back control over your symptoms and it comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee so you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about how Destroy Depression can help you because you really do deserve to live your life free from the symptoms of depression. Hey, my beautiful friends, welcome back. This week, I am chatting with Karina, who grew up without a father and with a mother who was emotionally disconnected, which left Karina essentially parenting herself. Karina left home as soon as she finished high school because she knew she was destined for more than anything her mother was able to give her. Karina became this very young girl figuring out life on her own, making choices, getting into some tricky relationships, and yet she was determined to create the life she dreamt for herself. Karina is now living a beautiful life selling luxury real estate in LA And she's written a book called Choosing Magic, where she tells her story of growing up with no real parenting, but with a dream for better and how she was able to change her story. Please join me now for Karina's story. Karina, welcome to the podcast. You've written a book called Choose Magic, which tells your story of growing up without a dad and with a mum who you describe as emotionally unavailable. You experienced many very difficult times growing up, but you now live an abundant life selling luxury real estate and choosing love and forgiveness. And you want to inspire others who also had difficult beginnings that anything is possible. You speak about how we are in the midst of a fatherless epidemic right now. And it's absolutely true. So many kids growing up without fathers. How did growing up without a father affect you? Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) I think it it didn't affect me as a child. I was in Mexico until I was 12, and that's where I grew up. And so that's all I knew. So I did not know anything different other than like seeing, you know, other families with dads and stuff. It didn't really affect me until my later years when I was sort of dating and like being with men and the the men dynamic and then I started seeing a trend and I realized oh I got a big father wound that I have to uh, I have to kind of attend to so yeah 
as a, as a little girl, I just kind of, you know, was alone. I'd raised myself. My mother was working all the time and she was also not emotionally available. So I would kind of race myself, but I didn't know Any different. anything mm. different. Yeah. Yeah. And you say that your mom wasn't emotionally available. How did mm-hmm. that play out day to day for you? It, back then, it, it didn't dawn on me until later. Like now, as I also as a young lady in my 20s and then 30s, and then as a mom myself, I realized oh, like I really was not mothered. I really wasn't nurtured and empowered and loved and encouraged and protected. All those basic things a child deserves. I realized it later. And so it was a double whammy. I had to nurture this fatherless wound and this motherless wound. And then the sexual abuse wound. So I just somewhere in between my 20 to 28 there was a lot of jammed work that I kind of had to do, but yeah. yeah. And she's not, I mean, to this day, she's still not emotionally available. I don't know. Like she never shares anything. I don't know if she had her own trauma, what she, if she was also not, you know, parented, she just not a person that is capable of having conversations, you know, or a one-to-one and actually really connect and be vulnerable enough to share you and mm-hmm. i have had more of a conversation on the on this kind of level than ever than my mother she's just not that almost infantile like she just kind of got stuck wherever she got stuck yeah is, it's is really unfortunate it's interesting that thing of getting stuck isn't it that yeah. you you could spend a, an entire life never ever talking about anything other than surface level stuff it, so it must be a, yeah it must so be so uncomfortable Don like it's, it's just still alive and like it's just like I talk to strangers deeper depth than than my mother she's just not able it's just it's interesting and it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's unfortunate because she wasn't able to find love like she just wasn't able to just, you know, be loved and adored by somebody and just, just lonely. She's a lonesome person. Yeah. It's, it's really sad, isn't it actually? Yeah. And so when this sexual abuse happened, you obviously weren't able to turn to your mom for any kind of help. I mean, was there anybody in your life that was available to you? Did you have anybody to talk to? Not to talk to, I just had a couple of uncles that really were there for me. They would, because I was often alone, my mother was working or I was pawned around from house to house as she worked. My, my two uncles would come and get me on the weekends and take me out and, you know, do something fun or take me to the beach. So they, we didn't really discuss it or I didn't even know how to discuss that. I was seven or nine. But they were there to kind of give me hope and of good humanity and good people, good what a good guy is, because I didn't have good guys and I was sexually abused. So I was the, you know, two bad guys in my young life. So they gave me through their example, their goodness and generosity and taking me out and, you know, showing me fun. And they showed me that there is some good humanity. And I think that's what I, the beginning of me seeing that there is a lot more good than there is bad in the world. There's good people out there. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And 
it's just having somebody that is it's just having somebody that's sort of beside you almost just having that one or two people I think that yeah it's just just having somebody that's so important and growing up with an emotionally unavailable mother what happens to a girl when she's got to learn about being a woman because I I speak to my mum and she talks about like her mother never discussed anything with her about what happens to a girl growing up and and all of that stuff I mean it, it must be quite a terrifying experience to go through puberty and and all the rest of it when you just don't know what's going on it was she just wasn't capable I remember we were in in America we were ready for here I was so I came to America when I was 12 so around 13 we were in Houston Texas and we were at a party it was her employer's party and and somebody noticed that I had red in my pants a stranger and they called my mother and the party and she was frozen she did not know what to do and she kind of kind of gave me to these two women to take me to the bathroom and help me with what to do and I just I remember that vividly just she just just not equipped and she was I mean she was a hard worker she owns her you know she bought a duplex in Mexico and so she saw that she needed like streams of income to to raise a child but emotionally just completely out and so I just had to just I figured out at some point I'm I'm I had to fend for myself when I was little and all of my life and the week after high school, for like like two last years of high school, I'd realized that if I need, if I was going to evolve, it wasn't, you know, it was going to, which I was, I had like a bigger hunger, you know, and than she did. I, I started working a lot during high school and, and saving money. So then I could leave her. I said, I'm going to have to leave her because she's not going to take me to the next level. She does. She's not equipped. And I just have to just do it myself. And I left her the week after high school. And I just became this little vagabond around Los Angeles and just, you know, infused myself into the uh, the school of life. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? That you, you've just got this thing inside you that just says, this this isn't for me. I've got other stuff to do. And I'm just going to, yeah, it must have been such a weird time, though, just to be living, like, where were you even living at that time? So, you know, those ages, like teenage years, like mm. where we think we're invincible, like yeah. we know it all, we can do it all, we're like fearless. So I think it was that energy that kind of took me out fearless. I kind of had a plan and I things were placed, you know, in my life to kind of, you know, one step at a time. But during that time, I had a boyfriend and his cousin got moved to he went to Yale University so I went to the aunt the mom which is my my boyfriend's then auntie I said hey since your daughter's gonna be gone can I can I use your room until I can get on my feet I'll give you a little bit of rent I'll help you clean the house and I stayed with her and her daughter's room until I found you know a couple of good jobs and I started kind of 
Airbnb, kind of before Airbnb was a thing. I was just kind of using people's rooms or people's couches. And some would be more temporary or long, you know, to just depend on where I was at. And I did that for a lot, for a long time, for a long time. And in uh, that, that was just very, very teaching. You know, you kind of learn. I learned about different neighborhoods in Los Angeles, people's houses, people's personalities, people's, you know, habits, all, you know, and it was an adventure. I, I was young. Yeah. <laughs> and it really is the school of life, isn't it? Yeah. Like you can go to university and do all of that, or you can get out there and just make it happen for yourself. And I think it's just an incredibly strong decision to do that. But we don't see it like that when we're young, do we? We're just like, no, I'm just going to do this now. I'm just going to make this happen. There was no plan. I just did. I just had to do. And and, and some people have a hard time with how quick decisions I make. I just go do it because I, that's what I'm used to. Just, I just have to do and like take the step and not when I start overthinking stuff or really I call it spinning, you know, like you span and span and span, like it's just not, it's the wrong decision. It's the wrong plan or it's the wrong thing. And I just stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's listening to your intuition, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really just going with your gut instead of allowing that thinking mind to take over. And so you've grown up with no dad, a mother who you haven't been able to really rely on in any way. And then you've had the sexual abuse. And so all of that trauma, how does that impact you when you go out into the world and you start having relationships? Because that's when we often make those sort of bad choices, isn't it? We end up with people who are not good for us. Yeah, I was, I was gravitating to men for the wrong reasons, maybe just doing just accepting that any attention is good attention or just having a guy was, you know, was just, you know, better than not having one or, you know, whatever I was craving that. So I think what happened was the first boyfriend I was with for it for three years from high school to the end of high school. And he was a professional cheater and liar. Then my next boyfriend of two years was a professional cheater, liar, and alcoholic. Then the one after that was just really high and low. I think he was bipolar or some kind of, he had an imbalance of some kind back then. We weren't defining these things. You know, this was in early nineties. So, and he was just really erratic and that was a lot of emotionally just highs and lows and stalking and what have you. Then I got really tired. So that was seven, eight years of that, you know, back with these men. And I just, I got tired. I decided to live by myself and because I was living with some of them and I just said, I need, I need a break. I need, I need, there's, there's something wrong here. This, I realized there was a pattern and I just started getting into back in the day. This was like the self-development era. And I just got into books and I started reading healing books, the soup for the soul and all that. Remember back in the day, like, well, you know, Walter Campbell and all kinds of stuff. And then I got into a lot also uh, Gloria Steinem and Naomi Wolf and kind of reading about feminism and the empower, you know, Marianne Williamson. 
that book and Women's Worth was very, very empowering for me. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of touched on the power of women, the power of like what ballers and badasses we really are and how powerful we really are. So I kind of started kind of developing myself in healing, empowering, doing some therapy. And I also, what I began was hiking a lot. And what I learned with hiking is that I, I found that there was a power in nature, healing through nature. And so I did a lot of that and, and just continued just healing modalities of all kinds as I've evolved. And then I prayed for a really good guy. I said, just like God, you know, cause I got on my knees, like I'm tired. I need help. And I prayed for a good guy. Oh, I had the whole package and he was the whole package. He came along and gorgeously handsome, really nice guy from Nebraska. And he was just kind and just protective and loving. And guess what I did? I was not ready. And I Mm. treated him horrible, horrible. Mm. I wasn't ready. And, um, and, and I was like, oh shoot. Like I, I still need help. And then, uh, so it was, yeah, it was, that's where that father womb kind of manifested itself. So I just continued to, to just continue to heal, take time off. I decided I'm really going to live alone for at least a year and actually know how to handle a house. Like nobody taught me anything. I didn't know how to like write a check, a bank account. Like, how do I pay the gas bill? Like, how do you like actually pay rent or all the credit score? Oh my God, all that stuff. So I said, let me like live completely alone and figure out how to do life, you know, and actually be comfortable. Because if I do have a love in the future, I want to make sure that I am comfortable alone in my own skin. And I don't have to like be living with somebody all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, it's crazy, isn't it? That this amazing person turns up in your life and we just don't have any value. We just devalue ourselves so much. We don't, we don't believe that we deserve it. And Mm -hmm. so we just sabotage it, right? I can't, I don't remember his last name, which is awful, but I do hope that one day I, I run into him and just apologize. He was just a good, he was good stock, good human being. And I just, I was not ready still for that kind of goodness. Yeah. I needed to, like you said, value myself and yeah. uh, know that I was worthy of that. It's yeah. so, it's so unfamiliar though. Yeah. Um, and we are so drawn to the comfortable and the comfortable is always the trauma and I've I've been the same in my life when you see something that's that good it's just like that what is that right yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. that that I don't know what that is that can't be real just your second guess you, you and then you're like cautious like is this real are they like are they being honest why are they doing it? <laughs> yeah so you decided to live alone and I think that's such a valuable thing to do isn't it because we need to learn to sit with ourselves and just be with ourselves and not need to have anybody else in our lives. It's such a valuable time. Were you yeah. alone for very long? Yeah, about a year-ish. Yeah, about a year-ish. And 
And then what happened? And I got into roommates. I wanted to have a good roommate girlfriends. I could like actually room with a, a few. And then, and then, and then lived alone again. Yeah. So yeah, I did it for not a long time, but, but you know, enough time that I, now that I am divorced, that I'm okay in, in my own company. And I told my daughter, I have a 22 year old this year. I, you know, she graduates college and when she returns this summer, he, I said, you know, she kind of wanted to room with some girlfriends and actually have some a place somewhere in LA because I live by the beach. So how about like, you know, a little bit living by yourself, like just having, cause she lives in a house with a bunch of roommates and she's lived in her house with her parents. So like, how about like giving, you know, six months of just living alone and I don't think she's into it. <laughs> yeah. I think you've got to get to that point in your own head, I guess. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. But it is yeah. such a, it's such a valuable thing to do, I think, because so many people feel that they're so lonely when they're by themselves, but you don't need to feel lonely when you're by yourself. Right. I mean, when we value ourselves, it's a whole different feeling. Right. Being able to do life without having to have another person in it and not feeling yeah. lonely. That's, that's a pretty cool place to be. What, what did you learn? Do you think from that breakdown when you hit rock bottom, what do you think you learned the most from that? Faith. I'm deeply faithful. God for me is, I think because in Mexico, Catholicism is fed to you like rice and beans. It's just part of like your, it's part of the plate and so I spent a lot of time at church with a priest and a nun who really taught me compassion. They really taught me, they protected me a lot. Funny enough, you know, I wasn't sexually abused by them at the church, but they actually gave me protection because I, you know, the church doesn't have a really good rap about, you know, sexual abuse. So they actually did help this sort of lonesome gal and they were, he was just, she was just loving and he was very protective and there was order. And that really helped me a lot because I didn't have any order. I didn't have any structure. I was, I had nothing as a child and it, it, it brought me an appreciation for quiet meditation because that's what the church is. It's just quiet silence. So you kind of be okay in my own thoughts and silence. And so in my, when I hit my first bottom, which is, you know, in the twenties, early twenties, I just got on the ground and I just kind of said, I need help. And I was exhausted. I literally was need help. And, and faith, the next week, a bunch of different people came along my journey that are still friends to this day that are just, they just were, they centered me not by, just by example. And just loving and kind and good friends, good advice. And, and yeah, that's just, it's a, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of just still, you know, I learned to be very introspective, make decisions. Is this the right decision? Is it not making mistakes? What can I learn from that mistake? So it was just really kind of getting in tune with, with who I am. Mm. As opposed to just hitting bottom and doing the same thing over again. You know? Yeah, I guess it sounds like finding some people in your life that almost are able to give you that mothering advice um, yes. that you didn't have because we all need that, don't we? We all need Ew, yeah. that kind of mothering 
it doesn't matter what age we are. We all yeah. we all love that, don't we? Having that we person. Do. I have a ton of parents in my life right now. A ton of fathers and a ton of mothers. You guys have you guys have Rotary. Yeah. So Rotary is an international and you know every local city and country has one and it's just it's service above self and it's all volunteer work. We do you know small projects to big international projects from you know child abuse, domestic abuse to water, well whatever. But there's good human beings in that group. And a, a lot of them, they become my parents. One of them is Jewish. I call her my Jewish mama. In the first bottom, you know, my early 20s, when I did that, I need help. I need help. God really, the universe, whatever, all of it, you know, brought me people along the way to really parent me and help me and guide me and nudge me and just do all those things that lacked as a, as a child. And some of them have come for a season, for some for a reason. And I call them all. I, I would not be here. My, my I would not be a, a sane human being considering where I come from if it wasn't for all these, what I call heroes and angels across my life. Just have just come in there giving me little bits of wisdom, little guidance, a little encouragement, protection even. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 because of all these people that have come along the way to just teach me humanity and good and yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that you've got all these parent figures right throughout your life, and when you're open to that, that they can come flooding in, can't they? It's, they can. Yeah, when you're open to. If you're uh, open, yes, Donna, like you hit it on the nail. If you're open. If you're vulnerable enough and you're kind of in that space that you're like, I want to hear, I, I got shit to take care of. Like this, this, there's something wrong here. I need help. And that's when goodness comes in. However it is that the universe is fit for you as long as you're open. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, because we get all kinds of opportunities, all kinds of different gems. And sometimes we're just so preoccupied and we're unaware that that was Oh, that was an opportunity or that was, mm. a good, you know what I mean? That was good advice. Oh shoot. That was like, it, we just miss that stuff, the yeah. gold, because we're not open. We're busy. We're distracted. We're, yeah. we know it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it is that thing of living in fear almost when you've been through a lot of trauma, you do get very closed off yeah. to people because people are the thing that's hurt you the most and so we get very closed and we think if we just stay within our little bubble then we're safe but opening ourselves up to all of that because there are so many beautiful humans in the world sometimes you look at the world and go oh my god what's going on but there are so many beautiful humans and when you're open to it they will come to you I believe One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And at some point then you you met the man that you were going to marry and you speak about the fact that you both had trauma that you had to work through whilst whilst raising a, a little daughter. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I met him through my best friend who is still dear friends with me. And she was one of the first sort of angels and humans that kind of came in my life to just really teach me a lot. She taught, she still teaches me a lot. And we got together, had our daughter, and we would go and visit his mom in the East Coast a lot. And I started noticing a trend with his mom, a dynamic between she towards him that was not healthy. And because I'd done some work on myself and realizing patterns, you know, patterns matter. And as a child, I, I was so watchful. So I realized people have a lot of patterns. They have things that they do. And I started noticing this really unhealthy pattern and it was not good or kind towards my husband, or ex-husband ex now. And even for her, I mean, she didn't look really good doing what she was doing. And then I tolerated it for a few years until my daughter was getting old enough and understanding and she was two. And, and I, I just would, you know, approach her and say, please stop doing that. That's not kind. It's not, you don't look good. It's not good for him. He's a father. And now your granddaughter is understanding. You don't, you're not looking great in front of her. And is this really how you want? I mean, I would tell her this, this woman, she was 70 years old. Like I was not afraid of, of, I said it nicely. And mm -hmm. this went on for some few months. And after a few months of her just dismissing me and telling me, oh, you're just, you come from La La Land. You're over there in the, in the clouds and just completely dismissing how she was ultimately talking to her son. I said to my ex-husband, I said, I left my mother because there were bad patterns and there was a lot to be done there. There was, you know, I, I left my, my background. I said, I, I, I don't tolerate this kind of stuff. I'm not going to tolerate it with your mother. So, and it's not good for our daughter. I said, I'm, I'm done coming here. I, I'm sorry, but this is not good for you. And he noticed that, that there was a trend. So you just take a look at this. I said, but we're not coming back here. That's not good. We're not damaging this child because, you know, this woman. So, and we just never went back really, you know, unless we really had to. And, and he started doing some work on his own. Well, it was after some years, then that's his, him realizing that pattern, what I had mentioned, he started paying attention to it and it started sort of elevating and and it just caused issues in our marriage and he did address them in therapy and what have you, but you know, some things are deep, some things are deep, especially that relationship with a mother and son, you know, the mm -hmm. mothers are supposed to be the nurturers, the lovers, the lovely, the feminine, the gentle, and he just didn't have that. So there's, there's a lot of work to, you know, the, the, yeah. it, it caused a lot of pain in their marriage. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the mother wound runs so deep and yeah. obviously I think most of the people in the world are walking around without even ever realising that that's what's going on and then somebody points it out and 
and then there's all the healing to go through but yeah it's such a valuable thing to do is to actually be aware address it work through it and these things are not easy but it is the path to living a much more beautiful life because yeah um, you just get stuck in that sort of trauma loop so what advice would you have for a parent who's raising a child when you've come from your own trauma like bringing up your daughter what Mm -hmm. what what advice would you have for people what worked for you everybody does their own they have to do their own formula but what I I wanted to do I, I always knew I wanted a daughter and I, I had a sense that she was going to be a, a girl when I was pregnant. And thankfully she was and very healthy. And I, I knew I was going to be good. Like I had this intuition. I said, I'm going to be a good mom. And what my husband and I intuitively always wanted to do. And I did is to raise her based on her, who she was, not because of our lack of, not because mm-hmm. of, what, you know, we didn't get or because, or, you know, or give her what we got which was not good so just really raise her based on her individuality in every stage of her life from baby to two to three through teenager and stuff just help her spread her wings and so so then she could go off and one thing we always wanted to do is just raise her and let her fly like she owes us nothing our job has been you know to just really support this this human being that we brought into the world and it was it was not always I mean it was hard only in this in the basic stuff you know teenagers and hormones and that kind of stuff but it wasn't hard it was very easy because we just sort of always surrendered to just what do you need how can we help you and just discuss stuff yeah so it it, so I would say raise your kids based on their needs who they are in this world at this time not your lack of get out of the way I it it took effort and sometimes I'd forget but I had to get out of the way and just not really bring a lot of my stuff onto her parenting is tough marriage is tough but just and get out of the way and check yourself I just I've often had to check myself and she's such a stellar human being she has a really good sense of boundaries. Now she checks me. And so that's actually not healthy that you're sharing this about my father or, you know, and not that I've gone deep read, like that's actually, that's not my business. Like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I love that because that's exactly what we should be doing for our kids is just, it's got to be about what they want, what they need in past generations. It's been all about what the parents want and it's, so much that in some cultures as well so much pressure to be and do certain things it's their life and they should be allowed to live it and you're almost just like a guide aren't you you just yeah there to sort of stop them from falling and just keep them yeah yeah you know going in the right direction and after everything that you've been through I know that now you are wanting to inspire people around coming from a life of trauma to living your best life. Mm-hmm. What what advice do you have for people who've been through a similar experience to you? Well, first is that it's the trauma is not your fault, that you're worthy and you're valuable and, and lovely and 
worth of big, big stuff, big dreams. I would say I, I, I learned to change my life if I, because I read other people's lives. I loved memoirs and biographies and, you know, I listened to podcasts all the time like these, you know, and just hear other people's, how they did it. And that's how I learned. It's like, oh, if they did it, like I can do it on a very simple level. The the Miracle Worker, that book, remember? And did you ever read that? Or the, mm-hmm. the gal that was deaf and mute and the teacher, Miss Ann Sullivan, I believe it. So the, the Miracle Worker is a book. And also Annie Frank, like books mm-hmm. like that. Those were two very uh, transformative books for me. If this gal what was like lacked her freedom and she wrote beautiful stuff that we still are inspired by every day and danny frank who who went from being this crazy out of control mutant deaf wild child and was able to trust a teacher and learn how to communicate by hands and with lips and actually also give the world some beautiful content material. Like I have actually nothing to complain about. That's the way I've looked at it. Like I, I have no, nothing. I have my legs, my sight, my, my voice. I can hear, I can walk. I have opportunities. I have a responsibility to do better. And so I, I, and it's hard for some friends and even my husband, it was hard that I would simplify things like this but that's sort of was a little bit of my survival I had no choice so we have a freedom of choice that's why it's called choosing magic just we have the choice to choose the good you know the magical stuff in life and it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we're not going to have bad days or you know I don't have a bad mood or I get down it just it's a little more, more fun for me to to think of the glass half full yeah Absolutely. And what sort of things have you incorporated into your life that have been important to you in that healing journey? Oh, the most important ones that I still hold to this day, faith. I see it every in my life all the time, working out. So I work out and move my body in almost every day. So find your movement, you know, find your faith, whether universe, Buddha, whatever it is, find something beyond above, you know, yourself that, you know, words of wisdom, something that will kind of lift you up and work out, move your body, yoga, run, jog, hike, stretch, like, you know, and switch it up. Like, as our body needs different things, depending on whatever we're going through that week, the day, like our body needs to let that stuff out and, and that's part of like also what has helped me like trauma is just move that stuff out of your body. Let it just mm-hmm. sort of mobilize. Music. I'm a huge fan of playlists and just doing all kinds of different playlists depending on the mood. And just music. Music is very important to me. When something is is uh, sad or, you know, my last year divorce, like I felt the feels I like, I, I, I was listening to sad music and to just get it out of my system, cry it out, grieve it. And, and then super happy, you know, I'm go over jogging with super happy, you know, enthusiastic music. So just music. What else? Journaling, journaling. 
I'm very social. So friends are very important to me or just talking to strangers, learn, asking them questions, learning from them. And uh, volunteering is very, very important to me, like doing service above self. And because I just think I'm just very gracious to kind of where I've, how far I come, I just think it's also my a responsibility to give back and touch somebody else's life, hopefully, because mm. a lot of people have touched my life. So move your body, like go walk when you're frustrated, when you're sad, like literally walk out the, you know, a block around the, the neighborhood. Yeah. Look at the flowers and look at the trees in a different way. Or, you know, I say, I try to come home a different route just to kind of see different things. Cause we get so habitual, like you go from mm. one the other and you're like oh how did I get over there because it's so habitual we miss just being in exploration yeah and, uh, curiosity think like a child yeah no and I love that and especially coming from a start where feelings weren't really allowed or acknowledged to the two of your biggest things are releasing by exercise and also by listening to music it's all about emotion it's all about getting that stuff out because yeah. sitting on the couch never moving never doing anything different it's just trapped isn't it and it's difficult for people they're so stuck but they they don't want to do anything differently so it's such a good lesson to understand how important moving is Oh or God, just so releasing funny. those feelings in some way. In some way, yeah. Whatever it is, find a movement. You know, find your thing. My body most often now needs weights and some cardio. I used to do a lot more cardio and less weights. I, I'm now addicted to hot yoga. I love it. And um, and sometimes I just stretch. I walk every day as much as I can after a meal because I think it's important to move your your tummy after a meal before just you know. I don't know how my ex-husband did it. Like some people do like eat late at night and they go to sleep. Like I just would not, like it has to move, digest, like help it. Yeah, it's, it's just super important. There is a great documentary called Heal the Documentary. Have you seen it? No. It's just a great documentary about the power of the mind and we don't, remove trauma it will manifest itself in our body in some way or another disease this ease right whether it's cancer ms like it just went into a lot of stuff and how in the pharmaceutical industry they just want to pump us with with pharmaceuticals mm -hmm. but we just need to look deeper in western medicine is great for some stuff but not for everything you go some alternative you no know, medicine ayurveda reiki or even therapy, talk therapy, just get that stuff, the stagnant trauma out of the system as, as much as possible and and then find the maintenance for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah such great advice. And you came from quite humble beginnings and now you own a highly successful real estate business. I was having a look at your website. It looks so good. Oh, I just get so excited with real estate. How exciting is the career that you've created for yourself? It must be amazing to have got to this stage. I Yeah, I like it. I think I was inspired by it because of my mother. Like she bought, you know, her little duplex and she's now back in Mexico living in it and sort of 
living by with the fruit of her labor, the ranch she was renting it while we were here. So it, I remember it giving her honor and security, pride that she had, you know, and that's a big thing for us human beings is the all American or the all Australian dream. Like people want to learn, you want to own your property for the mm. majority, the biggest, you know, investors or even musicians, they're all about real estate. It's just what makes the world go around. And there's a sense of security, stable security, even in the downturns, it's going to come back up. It's going to level out. So I'm, 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 I like being in that. I like helping people in, in guiding them through good decision-making because it's ultimately every part of it is their own, is their decision. And it just providing the tools and resources to, to make a wise real estate decision. And some of them are just investments. So those are pretty, you know, black and white, the numbers add up. But then the more personal ones, like the first time buyer, like that's, that's pretty important. I have the gal right now that I'm helping. She's a single mom of two little kids and, you know, she's very fragile and I have to attend to that in a very fragile and helpful way and, and be excited for her in her nervousness as well. I'm like, you're going to get your freaking house by yourself. Like that's mm -hmm. baller. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, the, we have a lot of, I deal with a lot of high network people. They're very savvy. And, and some of them, you think they're savvy and they really are not, you know, but they have the money. So it's just, I think my childhood maneuvering all kinds of personalities, having to figure out people, mm. you know, really has helped me with this because it's very emotional residential real estate is very emotional yeah absolutely yeah. so Karina your book is called choosing magic yeah. can you tell us what you're sharing in the book and why we should go and purchase your book well the book is you know is a story about a fatherless girl with a broken heart who changed her story tell us about the story of how I did that and it's, it's quirky, it's, it's funny, it's dark, it's sad, it's happy. And I wanted to write it to chronicle how it is that I did it. And what are the things that I did? Because I knew that I, you know, life happens and I was going to probably go through another low in my life, such as divorce. I don't know if, what life has ahead of us. So I wanted to chronicle steps that I took to to change my life. It starts with, with my mother and I, and, you know, I was looking and digging for answers of my father. And then I, I came across, you know, things in her drawer. And that's when I knew this woman was not gonna take me to the next level. So it just, it's just a little bit about that and motherhood and just choosing. It's about just choosing yourself. And I, and that's kind of what I chose at the beginning in along the way and that we have the power to change and change your story. We can change what we're given, peel the onion. We can peel the onion little by little. Absolutely. And you're also offering listeners of the podcast, a freebie called 12 steps to enrich your daily life. Can you tell yeah. us a bit about that? They're just very basic things. You know, it is stuff like I just said working out find your movement it is find your faith is when you eat relish in that food like really taste it really enjoy it what do you you know what do you like about this going to the adventure with 
is it, is it cumin is it coriander what is what's that flavor like get in as opposed to just shoving food like it's basic stuff to kind of you know level us down it's just little, little steps i'm happy to share it to anybody that wants to uh to get it just very basic principles and because all these things that we how we can change our lives they're all pretty basic stuff mm. right yeah uh, yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And sometimes there's such a hype around some things. And when you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah. well, there's usually no new things or secrets. I mean, occasionally there is, but most of the time it's the same things that we know. Almost, we just don't do them. Yeah. <laughs> it was, a, and I think that was Donald me when my daughter was little and she was like crawling on the ground. That was before like all kinds of toys were made. You know, there's all kinds of baby products nowadays. And we would just put her on the ground. And one day she opened the cupboard and there was a Tupperware. And she just took everything out. And she was on the Tupperware playing, stacking things for hours. I'm like, basics. It just, it's just basics. They don't, we don't need a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's so true. And yeah. It just, it's just some of the basics. It's just doing them and tweaking them to who you are you know mm. I will put a link to Karina's freebie in the show notes so please go and grab that and also to her book Choosing Magic Karina this has been such an inspirational chat it's incredible oh. to see how far you've come from such a difficult start you've just had so much success and it really is a testament to choosing magic right Simple stuff in life There's yeah so much. Thank yeah. So Thank you so much for connecting with me today. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. Your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.